So expect miracles. God loves you and he has great plans for your life. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. It exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. Today is part of our Holy Week devotion. It's the last one for the week as we look at the elements that led up to Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. We encourage you to watch the rest of them on the Faith Plus app as well as special devotions for Kids World as well as Teens for our Faith Youth series. But before we go forward, let's pray. Father, I thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. I ask for your wisdom and your help as I share your word with my faith family this morning. I pray that you grant us insight so we can live the life you called us to live. Father, we pray for those who are in authority according to 1 Timothy chapter 2. We pray for the president, the vice president, the Congress, the Supreme Court, the governors, the mayors, our city council, men and women, our elected and appointed officials in this nation and every nation watching represented. We lift them up to you. We pray that you grant them wisdom and understanding, that you lead them and guide them the way they should go, that you deliver them from wicked and unreasonable men, for all men have not faith, that you remove from the council ungodly individuals who seek to pervert the ways of the Lord, that you fill their council with men and women full of faith, the Holy Ghost, who advise them, thus saith the Lord. We pray for our leaders that they won't be so party conscious, caught up the left or the right, whether they do what's best for this nation. Above all things, put you first. We ask for an outpouring of your spirit upon our leadership and upon our nation. We ask for a great awakening in our land and a great revival within our churches. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go with me once again to John 15, where we began to end off yesterday. One of the things we talked about when we see John 14, John 15, John 16, even later John 17 is the last conversation Jesus has with his disciples before they go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's teaching them, sharing with them. And one of the threads that goes through this whole conversation is the work of the Holy Spirit, the comforter coming into our lives. Let us know how important it is for the comforter to be part of our everyday life. The comforter, the Holy Spirit should be something we just talk about on Sundays or talk about on Pentecost or talk about on days when we feel really spiritually or spiritual emotions and say, oh, that must be the Holy Spirit. No, he's for our everyday life and he wants to have a relationship with us. Let's go back to John 15, where we left off. Remember, Jesus told us that he says, I'm leaving. It's better for you that I go away. I'm leaving, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Now, how would Jesus come to us? He will come to us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things we learned from John 14, 15 and 16, that the work of the Holy Spirit exists to reveal Jesus to us to make Jesus famous and glorified in our lives. The work of the Holy Spirit, he makes Jesus real to us, as real and more real than to the disciples who walked with Jesus on the earth originally, those 2,000 years ago. You have to understand how powerful the work of the Holy Spirit is in your life to the point you said, it's better for me to go. And so the Holy Spirit is supposed to be real in your life, not just some unpersonal force not a goosebump. He is a person. He's making Jesus real to you, even more real than if you walk the earth with him those 2,000 years ago. So John 15. John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. One of the things we see in John 15 is the phrase abide and continue in other translations, it's dwell. Um, when you look in the Amplified Classic Edition, it gives you a list of things as being vitally united to. It talks about dwelling, as we just mentioned. What is this 
simply say, stay connected. Those who stay connected to Jesus produce much fruit. And how do you stay connected? Through relationship, through the word. Your connection determines your production. Yes, you can have talents and giftings, but what you really produce that lasts will be based on your connection to him. And your connection to him is through relationship. And one of the things I like to say every morning is, good morning, Holy Spirit. What am I doing? Reminding myself, I'm not by myself. There's someone with me, and he is the greater one who lives within. That we get in this practice of acknowledging God, and guess what? As promises, he will direct our paths. So we have to be in the habit and mindset of staying connected. There's so many things in this world that try to disconnect us and try to get us unfocused and get us forgetting that God is with us and that his presence can be more real to us than anything else around us. And his voice can be more real to us than anything else we hear. That his strength can be more real to us than anything that tries to drain us. We have to stay connected. So we keep going. Verse 8, here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue or abide or dwell or remain connected in my love. If you, have, if you keep my commandments, you abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that your joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And so what we're celebrating today on Good Friday is Jesus laying down his life for us, showing us that love. He laid down his life for you and for me. And then he picked it back up again and guaranteed we received all the benefits of the new covenant that was sealed in his flesh and poured out because of his blood. So we have access to this new covenant. And one of the beautiful realities about the new covenant is the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Because remember in the old covenant, not everybody had access to the Holy Spirit, to the comforter. He was on three main individuals, the prophet, the priest, the king, and then a fourth category for those who had special assignments. And he would only rest upon them for periods of time. But under this new covenant, because of the blood that was shed, because of the covenant, we're cleaned on the inside so he can live within us and rest upon us and we can remain connected to him. And it's all because of the sacrifice of Jesus. The blood of Jesus worked so well. It cleaned you up so well. It made the inside of you a suitable home for the spirit of God himself. Let's go on. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Lord does. But I call you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask my Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. And so one of the things you have to remember is our job as believers to bear fruit. Yes, the fruit of the spirit, the character traits of Jesus. We may get into that a little bit next week. But it's also to bring others into the kingdom of God. It's also to do the works of God, what he's called us to do. And we can do that not by our own strength, not our own soul power, 
but by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter who lives within us, as we may remain connected to him. Let's look at John 16. John 16. Verse 7, once again, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient and better for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father. And you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. He shall receive of mine and shall show it on to you. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, he shall take of mine and shall show it to you. This powerful ministry of the Holy Spirit for us. He will show us things to come. He will guide us into all truth, not just spiritual things, not just the things you think we should talk about on Sundays. Every area of your life, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter himself, is guiding you today. He's leading you today. We just have to practice his presence. We have to practice hearing his voice. So here's what we do. Take time and acknowledge him throughout the day. It's not deep. It's not hard. Start today by saying, good morning, Holy Spirit. Throughout the day, say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with me. Father, I thank you for being with me. Jesus, I thank you for being with me. Not asking them to be with you because he already said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He already said he won't leave you. So just thank him for being with you. What are you doing? You're reminding yourself and you're stirring up your heart and your faith concerning Jesus being with you. You know, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. And so he's with us through the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that's what he wants to manifest in our lives. There are encounters and experiences with God that are awaiting us if we just would practice the presence of God and actually developed our faith to actually believe what God said, that he's with us every single day of our lives. And then when you come into situations and circumstances, ask him to lead you. Ask for that wisdom. So, sir, what should I do about this? How should I handle that? What am I missing here? You know, one of the faith confessions I like to say on a regular basis is, quoted from Psalms, the entrance of his word gives light. So I'm innovative and I always know what to do. The entrance of his word, the unfolding of his word gives light. And so you took some time to hear his word this morning. You'll take time to read his word today. And as you do that, you'll receive light and illumination. And so you should expect innovation and expect wisdom and direction and guidance. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. So take some time today. Remember what Jesus has done for you. And remember, because of what Jesus has done, the Holy Spirit can live on the inside of you. I encourage you today for your devotional to read John chapter 17. One of the things you'll see in there is this prayer from Jesus, praying that we as believers will be one. But there's one part of that prayer that just sticks out to me more than anything else at the end of chapter 17, when he says how much God loves us. He tells us that God loves us as much as he loves Jesus. And you might think, well, of course, Jesus was perfect. Of course, God loves Jesus. But the Father loves you the same way. So be conscious of that love as you say continue in my love continue in the love that god has for you the same love that he has 
for Jesus. That love will fill your faith. That love will evict all fear. And that love will cause you to get to a place where you believe that all things are possible. Remember, something good is going to happen to you today. Expect miracles. I love you so much. We'll have a special broadcast for Good Friday tonight at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss it. I look forward to seeing you there. God bless.